everybody, and welcome to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 15. We're 15 episodes. It's not even a marker. It's just a nice number. So Such it's a like sensual. Yeah, I was about That's to say. Nice, calming, sensual right? introduction today, I want to say. It's nice. Yeah, it's usually, usually you start like, hi, we're here, we're doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my today, god. Well, today's special. Yeah. It's special for two reasons. One... This is a part of our October episode, so you know, spooky October Halloween. Oh, that was stuff. your spooky voice. Extra oh, <laughs> extra fucking. But two, and the most important reason, it's our first guest. What? You may know him. You may know him from a video game known as Faith. Another video game is Faith Chapter Two: The Demo, and the upcoming video game Faith Chapter Two. It's Mr. Airdorf Games. Hello, sir. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. This is great. <laughs> Are you nervous? I'm going to grill you I, real hard. You know, I um, I actually have a, a bit of podcasting experience in, in a, oh, a former life. I did an animation podcast, and um, so I, I have the equipment and stuff. It's been a long time, so I'm, I'm pretty rusty, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh, thrilled to be here, and uh, want to thank y'all for uh, giving Faith some attention on the internet and stuff and playing it at, at Co- the demo at CoxCon. That was really cool. Yeah, we played the yeah, first one too on Scary Game Squad, which was really that's right, yeah, which was really fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I loved watching y'all. <laughs> Y'all's reactions were great. <laughs> it's um, one of it's one of the best games that we played scary wise because I think it it, it reminds you that being afraid isn't about the graphics or about like yeah. how good a game looks. It's about the like the feel of it, and I think the the pixelation of the game made you it like lured you with a false sense of like security like i can't be afraid <laughs> of, a, of a few pixels and oh you can you <laughs> definitely can absolutely can, can. no empty drawers no <laughs> no flashlight <laughs> that eats through batteries in five fucking minutes <laughs> uh, that sh- is so true i hate that about horror games like it, so in all of these games it just happens that there's this flashlight with like 0.2 percent battery yeah yep. It carrying, doesn't make any sense. Carrying six guns around, carrying 18 guns around with 4,000 rounds of ammunition, <laughs> that's a fun conceit. It makes it more fun. Being like, you can't it's see like, easily. Is, <laughs> is but it's scary because you can't see. Ooh. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I liked Outlast 2, but I could barely get through the game like sanity-wise because... Uh, flashlight batteries, which is like, you should be able to do the whole game on one flashlight battery. It right. makes no I, yeah. sense. There Wait, are other that, ways to build tension. That's actually an interesting tie-in because, um, for those who don't know, uh, our topic today is uh, that obviously of the Faith games. Uh, but the what that all ties into as well, which is the the, the satanic panic or the satanic scare of the 1980s, uh, which oh, yeah. was that time where everything that wasn't you know was what the kids were into was satanic at that point D and video games and arcade and like that kind of nonsense uh so we're gonna be covering both of those but uh i kind of want to put a disclaimer because believe it or not we actually have fans who don't know us outside of this podcast and if you don't know what? that we do like video game stuff uh we actually have video game youtube channels and, and twitch stuff so if you want to see what this game we're talking about is faith uh the scary game squad over on jesse's channel did it i covered it on my channel as well uh, so you can, which is Mathis Games. So if you want to see what the game's all about, uh, you can check it out, and I urge you to go buy it and play it because you it's guys the best experience. Even game? Do you guys even? Are you guys gamers? Are you guys gamers? <laughs> Let us you show know, you. As a gamer, as a gamer, yeah. as a licensed gamer, I I think <laughs> <laughs> trademark <laughs> copyright. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the question I guess I have for you, Eridorf, is um, when did faith come about as an idea 
Like, what what was the thing that was like, you know what, I want to make a game about this? Oh, man. Um, well, I hope you all are in for a long story. Well, it's not too long. So I One uh, drug-fueled I night while I was hallucinating yeah. <laughs> on a mix of mushrooms and acid. If that's where the story went, I would be like, all right, this explains everything <laughs> about this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it was that exciting, I guess. It, it really just came as an idea. I, um, I've, I've always wanted to make games ever since I got my first uh, video game. My first video game was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the OG wow. Game Boy. Hell yeah. yeah. Great game. Oh, yeah. A, lot of, game. a lot of y'all are old enough to remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the single game that has influenced me the most as a an enthusiast of video games and as someone who makes games. And uh, so I've always wanted to make my own. I, I dabbled in um, this program called Zelda Classic when I was in middle school. Uh, it's basically a ROM hack of the original Legend of Zelda, and, and it's like Mario Maker, but Zelda. Right. Dope. And, it, and uh, so I made a couple of those, and uh, I made one other game in school and or in university. And uh, it was around 2014, I remember, because I, I just uh, played PT, which is mm-hmm. uh, my all-time favorite horror game uh, of all time. Uh, can I can ask you a question about that? Yeah. All right. I've always said the exact same thing. But I'm okay. very curious. Can you give me a descriptor of why you think it's your favorite horror game? And I guarantee it's going to match up exactly with mine. Okay. Um, it was my horror. It was my. It's my all-time favorite horror game because it was um, self-contained and it kept me. It, I was scared of it long after we turned it off and and stopped playing. Can I can I wager a guess that it's because it wasn't like an eight-hour horror game? <laughs> it was. It's a horror game I, that you can beat in like. 40 minutes, an it's perfect, hour. perfect, like, two-and-a-half-minute Beatles song of horror. Right? Absolutely. It's, it's a perfect yeah. game because it's so short and contained, and it gave you the scares you needed, and it wasn't like, well, we got to pad this thing out so people feel like they're paying their money's worth because it was a demo, and it was free. Yeah, so so we're, we're going to have this sequence in the game where you have all this equipment, and then you lose all this equipment because <laughs> every good story has a part Ooh, where yeah. the main character is in the worst place they could possibly be, plus it'll pad out the time, like... Oh, that's I know like, exactly what you mean. That's like the the boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back of video <laughs> yeah. gaming, where it's like boy gets lo- boy gets loot, boy loses loot, boy gets loot back. <laughs> that happens in th- that does happen in uh, Outlast too, right? You, it happens in a lot everything. of games all the you time. Basic, yeah, spoiler alert: you basically get like left in the woods, nailed to a. Oh cross. yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. And you have to basically crawl your way back. So much of that uh, game leaked from my brain because it just was not good. Don't forget all the I, parts where you crouch behind shit. While you like fake Metal Gear Solid your ass through something like by pure trial and error for fucking thirty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You go around the same tractor several times to avoid the the person the redneck who's. Oh yeah, because they can't jump over objects, so you just go. Oh man, see, I I didn't hate the game, but I, I I thought it was missing a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff was really confusing and weird. But anyway, to to go back to Jesse's uh, question, absolutely. In fact. One of the philosophies and missions of Airdorf games that I kind of uh, established for myself was to make games that were um, self-contained and easy to be digested. Like I, I don't want to make a, I don't want to uh, scope out a game that's going to take twelve, fourteen hours or more when I don't have the resources or the time to do it. I have too many ideas. So I, I, it, and there's so much, you know, there's so much content. The content apocalypse <laughs> of, of the late of. The, 2000s and um there's so many good games out there and they are all competing for gamers time yeah. so 
And and part another part of, uh, to go with what Jesse was saying earlier, uh, faith started with this question. I, I it was during this uh, era of um, I call them PT where there were games like uh, Visage or Visage, which uh, just came That's, out on uh, we early just, access. We access. just yeah. We All just, those spoilers. I haven't played it yet. Uh, and then Allison Road with the ill-fated mm, Allison oh, Road. Right. And, and, peace. And then um, Layers of Fear actually kind of made it through. It was, it was apparently heavily influenced by PT, and, and they actually completed it. And I, I enjoyed that one. It was more it was more psychological than supernatural, but it was still I, I still enjoyed it. And so I thought to myself, man, like, well, I, I'm an animation student. I, I went to a, a a program where we learned uh, computer graphics and, and game design, game development. And so I was like, man, I really wish I could get a team together and make like a, P, a spiritual successor to PT, you know, because I feel like I have a good handle on this horror thing. And I, and I reminded myself that I, I, I've never made a game before and I don't know crap about developing games. And so uh, I, I hooked up Game Maker and I just made uh, the blockiest, most basic demo. And it was basically the hunting simulator, hunting mini game for the Oregon Trail, mm. but there's a monster after you and you have no gun. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I was like, well, if you don't have a gun, what do you have? And I'm I'm all about um, I'm all about uh, alternatives to defeating enemies besides firearms, yeah. and uh, in games. And so I was like, well, why not make him a, a priest and have a cross? And uh, and so it it kind of got born out of that, and then out of experimentation, and then my desire to make an effective horror experience as a game using the most basic graphics I can imagine. I, I suppose someday I'll make a tiger handheld horror game. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's next. See if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> you can see the outlines but, of the zombies, uh, like where they're going to go before <laughs> they get there. <laughs> it's It's got some interesting constraints, but the, the constraints that I imposed on myself, a uh, limited frame rate, limited palette, uh, very basic graphics it it kind of guided my my way and helped me kind of scope out the whole project and uh i actually had to stop myself and be like okay uh once you get out of the house you have to make a choice and and that's that's it you know i don't want to do anything more than that and uh, faith can be completed if if you know what you're doing in about 10 15 minutes but um i i have enjoyed seeing people get get entertainment out of it and i'm i'm very happy uh and pleased that it has sort of caught on as a as a game that that it along with some other games puppet combo does a lot of really good retrograde horror um there were some other good games that came out that are inspired by that era but uh, i'm kind of hoping it turns into something of a movement i i do think that horror games in general are in need of a of a, a hang out a minute moment you know right, and right. kind of a reassessment there are a lot of good horror games out there but in my humble opinion, uh, horror games are seldom done right, and I, I can hear a, I can hear a dog agreeing with me in the background. He does. That's Wallace. He does. Wallace he's agrees. A, he's a big yeah, student Wallace of horror design. <laughs> Wallace? Yeah, man. Yeah. He's the man. That is a great name for a dog. If you saw him, you'd be like, I can't believe that there's. It's a dog not even a dog. It's basically an Ewok. It is. Yeah. It is a little. <laughs> he tiny really Ewok. is. Oh, is he a little shaggy? Yeah, he's a, he's a Brussels. He's great. Oh, we've got a shaggy uh, terrier mix. Beautiful. And uh, named Jane, and uh, she would bark every now and then when I was doing my podcasting days. She's not in, she's not in here now. So Wallace is like web famous because he's annoying. No. <laughs> before we do anything though, we definitely should point out that I think this is still. I think you can still go to uh, Airdorf itch dot io uh, slash yeah. faith. I think is the website. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just go to uh, you can you can Google it. It should be the first thing that comes up. It's like airdwarf.itch.io/faith. I'll make sure I have the link in the uh, in the description for people. Go who want to check go it out. like at least do the Faith Chapter Two demo. It yeah. doesn't direct. Well, who knows? It, <laughs> it doesn't directly impact you having played the first one. Like it, it doesn't matter if you play the first one. Just play the demo for Chapter Two and like get creeped out because it is great. <laughs> Yeah, it gets under your skin. That was one like of the rare really games does. that I that I played for Scary Game Squad. I've only done that like two or three times, and it was very intense for a game oh, where yeah. you just lift Jesus as your only way of defending yourself. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw that. The, the mechanics are move, and the power of Christ yeah. compels throw you. That, yeah, yeah, that is throw it. That T box. But it, it's it's amazing, like what you were able to pull with just that. You know, those two mechanics. Yeah, I, I really had to exercise some restraint with the demo because uh, I, I as an artist, I'm kind of a perfectionist. And uh, especially with this kind of style, I run into the risk of overproducing sure. uh, environments and pixel art. And so a lot of times I would have to go back and establish rules and be like, okay, for these environments, I'm going to delete every one by one pixel. Like there can be no like dust on the floor. Everything has to be more blocky. So I'd go in and I would actually... Uh, make more basic uh some of the graphics and um like limit yourself a little more make it a little bit more reined in yeah and i was i was afraid that people would get turned off by uh, the mechanic where you walk up to things and and examine them i call it the examine mechanic so you can walk up to the scarecrow and you can get a close-up of its face Mm. but i thought that was more effective than uh, going to a note and reading or uh, having a text prompt come up because then that needs a button press you know like on every resident evil game you can walk up to like 75 percent of the things in the game are just like there's nothing special here and it's like then why did you why did you make this text that prompt? is but- <laughs> something we've always said for every game even non-scary games like i get you want to add the illusion that you can explore stuff but why can I why? open every door? Why, why can I open yeah. every drawer? Why? Why, is that, <laughs> why is it there? Why? Why? Actually, why? There's nothing in there. It's a waste of your yeah, time. Actually, why? Yeah, it's, yeah, true. it's um And while I am a fan, I, I'm a huge fan of red her- herrings. Faith and Faith Chapter 2 are full of uh, red herrings to make you think. Right. Uh, what about, to form your own theories about what's going on. Because there's very little that to actual, t- actually tell you what's going on by, by design. So I added a lot of false leads. Um, and that's, k- and to kind of, give that sense of paranoia which which does tie into the satanic scare of the 1980s and but uh, yeah i um i added this new thing where you can walk up to an object and a little uh, a little blocky picture comes up of it and so i did that to kind of exercise my pixel art uh, muscles and also to have uh, an extra layer of potential scares because there there are scares that are derived from uh, looking at objects and uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go off and and spoil my own game if I'm not careful. But uh, I going into uh, y'all don't know how much anxiety I had going into the sequel. I I knew that I didn't want it to. I, I knew that some people would be a, fine with just a, a mechanical clone and graphical clone of Faith One that just went did different things or went to a different place or had different um, sure. sound effects or or monsters. But I also wanted to have uh, to expand it a little bit. Uh, and I had dreams of, of these first-person sequences that you could do in, in, in the pixel art, and it, it kind of went towards that examine mechanic. But I, I, um, I don't want to have sequelitis. I don't want to be like a Disney film, a Disney sequel where it's like all new friends and all new songs and be like people be like, we don't want that. We want old. And um, But then you can't have it 
chess be uh, a clone, a carbon copy of the original, because then people might get bored. So I think I struck a balance. I I think I got lucky, Um, but I'm I'm very, very excited to show you all the final product for chapter two. I I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm just going to need more time. (laughs) I hate (laughs) it, but I'm going to need more time. They wanted to actually, I was supposed to release it tonight and it feels really bad. Uh, (laughs) I was supposed to release it today. Actually, that was my original deadline that I gave myself and I, I feel terrible. And it's like, I have a day job and like I'm married. So I have other priorities that I will gladly put in front of, uh, my games, but, uh, it, it feels a little bad to be here talking about my game instead of talking about my released game that's already published, but. I'll, I'll get it i'll get it sometime someday i just ask for y'all to be patient and i'm in the meantime i'm very thankful to be talking about my game on, on podcasts and interviews and stuff i feel like awesome. i speak for everybody who when i say that anybody should be willing to wait for a good game you know what i mean like i don't <laughs> yeah. know like i don't understand the entitlement i'm, st- I'm gonna be waiting forever for stalker uh stalker <laughs> two yes you are get out know. of here stalker <laughs> <laughs> i will never get out of here it's, it's good um so the, I guess then my next question is why the satanic panic? Why was that was that uh-huh. the focus of uh, of good old faith? So I um, first of all I am a child of the eighties. I did two years in the eighties, not not quite as many as Jesse. <laughs> uh, I, I, did I almost three. I almost went through the whole thing. I have a whole eighties. <laughs> you almost made it through the whole thing, man. Almost. Um, and what an era! I it had its problems, like every every decade does, but. Um, I'm just fascinated by it. I uh, during the day when I'm working, I'll either listen to like bottomless retro wave and synth wave mixtapes. Story of my life, or just <laughs> or '80s pop and '80s rock. I I love that era. That I'm I'm starting to bleed into the '90s. I I was I don't know what happened to me during the '90s when I was a kid. I was either asleep or or interested in something else. But I I totally blew over the '90s and the early 2000s, and uh, I I I very rarely stray away from '80s music. And um, there's just something about that era. And I wanted to, so I wanted to make a, a, I felt like a retro game could be set in like 1987. It it, it would be a good year. It's like the 80s had been going on for a while, but it wasn't quite the 90s because I didn't want to be a 90s game. So I was like, okay, 1987. Um, I picked September 21st because it sounded cool. Uh, September 21st, 1987 actually happened to be, um, I believe it is the day my parents got married or went on their first date. I, I'm a terrible Aww. son. Uh, but <laughs> it, That's it better actually, than me. I don't know when my parents went on their first date or can't remember when they got married. And I actually sat my sat my mom down at my house once and, and was like, here, play this game. And, you know, when it comes up September 21st, 1987, mom was like, well, it's a good day. Yeah, and well, uh, she explained the no. significance. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the satanic panic. To me, the, the 80s had tremendous potential for horror. Not just because of the moral panic that happened, uh, that where a lot of uh, of your uh, religious conservative types got uh, kind of into this uh, culture of outrage uh, mm. towards, uh, like like Mike was saying, things that kids were getting into. Uh, let me just say uh, one of my favorite things was people burning Kiss records because Kiss in the eighties <laughs> stood <laughs> for Knights in Satan's Service, according to uh, a oh, lot really? of yeah, a lot of people were freaked out because uh, I guess because. Somewhere someone justified that, like, somewhere in Revelations there was something about <laughs> men with long hair being in the service of Satan. Star and people were like, child. oh, 
And yeah, they were like, Star Child. Don't. I'm not. The star and so child. they would burn. to start with a Star Child discussion. <laughs> they would burn Kiss records. And, I, I'm, uh, with, I'm with yeah. Mike. I heard about the Star Child so much. <laughs> but you're right. I, I believe there's a passage in the New Testament uh, warning against men who refuse to cut their hair or who, who cut their hair long. And, and I'm like, doesn't Jesus at all the movies have long hair? Anyway, always. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's always Jesus in the movies. Yeah, exactly. He's got long hair. He's a white dude. He's got blue eyes and a Before goatee. Before the Lebowski, he was a, he was a movies, total. There was only Jesus. Like <laughs> I don't know what anybody's talking about. He was the chillest dude. <laughs> he was pretty much a hippie, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I. Um, so there was the moral panic, and then I, I. So I I wanted I wanted to stray as far away as I could from the retrowave nostalgic uh, cyberpunk view of the 80s that for some reason our culture has latched onto don't get me wrong i love synthwave and retrowave albums i love blade runner and i love like all of that stuff but i i did not want to make a parody of pop culture's nostalgic view of the 80s so sure. no blue and peak neon no cyberpunk yeah. music um but but the 80s we we didn't have smartphones and very few people had cell phones. Uh, you had a pager, but that didn't do a, a whole lot of good if you were in trouble. There was no GPS uh, that was available to the public. Uh, there were no, uh, you know, cars were kind of clunky mm. and stuff. And so um, it, there was a lot of potential for horror. And so I, I thought about this isolation angle. Of, I just chose Connecticut because I, I read some stories about haunted forests there. And I was like, oh, cool. And I... I, <laughs> I put my finger on the map and chose a cool road that was on the map called snake hill meadow road hell yeah it's like what is it a meadow a road a hill like what is it <laughs> it's everything uh, it's it's all those things and um and i just kind of went to work and did some world building but uh, i did do uh some extensive research and then um there are a f there is uh, my my world building about the spiritual aspect of faith is definitely um definitely seated in kind of the hollywood roman catholic uh, lore of sure. of the devil and the exorcist, exorcism etc yeah so uh, i've i've made it about 20 25 minutes into the show and i think it's time to to say that i i am a devout christian i'm not catholic um i'm kind of a minority of of christians that have been persecuted for hundreds of years, but whatever, I'm not bitter. Um, and so I, I have a, I have a religious background. Um, I, but I didn't want the game to be preachy at all. And just like, I don't want myself to be preachy or judgy at all. Um, I, I really don't have a problem with anything that anyone believes or chooses to believe. Uh, in fact, a lot of the artists and, and associates of mine that I, I respect are, are, are Satanists <laughs> or, 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 or and, and atheists and stuff. And, and we get along just fine, but I, I do have a religious background and I feel like that helped me kind of form um, kind of this, uh, this kind of weird dichotomy you have in faith where on the one hand, it can be a criticism of Christian religion and Christian faith. And on the other hand, it can be a, a tale of, triumph of faith over evil and it really depends on the perspective or uh, the puzzle pieces that, that the player puts together yeah I, I wanted to make it ambiguous uh, because there's actually an ending that alludes to john the main character not even being an ordained minister and that yes. he was an imposter yeah. yes yeah. Yep, yep, yep. who murdered that. amy and uh, while i will never tell anyone um maybe i'll tell someone in the end um i think i told mom uh, <laughs> about what the what really happened in the story of faith 
uh, I wanted to leave it ambiguous because that's kind of how this moral panic in the 1980s was. Um, there was, uh, I think it's, it, I think all Christians w- should examine uh, Christianity in the 21st century and, and not be afraid of criticizing it, uh, some of the things that happened in the name of of uh of Christ or Christian, yeah, Christianity. it's a good learning period for um, Christianity. The the twenty first century isn't isn't it always a good <laughs> learning period for us? Um, but so there, it's that, and also, but there were also uh, psychopaths who murdered and and raped and tortured, and and they even and in their own words they said they did it f- on on orders from Satan or from a demon. And um, I I don't necessarily I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to that. I think uh, mental illness plays. Uh, plays into it a lot, but sure. I wanted to keep faith uh, ambiguous. So someone who who is an atheist or a non-believer or, or critical of, of Western Christian uh, tradition could play the game and find it accessible and not preachy. Whereas I've, I've actually gotten a few emails and a few comments saying, hey, I really like this game. It, you know, it it promotes being a, a faithful Catholic and it promotes being a good Christian. I was, Does it? I was like, that wasn't exactly yeah. what... Yeah, I was like, doesn't yeah. <laughs> it? But it's, I, it's good that a game exists where people can read. It doesn't tell them what to get out of it. They can get what they want to get out of it. And I feel like that's a, a <laughs> good the, game. At the very end, I should put a title card and, that's be, and, and be like, and that's why you should never play with duendes or whatever. <laughs> and that's why you should that's, never at me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you should never stop going to church. This specific church to be <laughs> exactly. exact. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, um, I, I didn't want to do that. And so um, I don't want to, I, I hope nobody runs me off with torches and pitchforks for saying I'm, I, that I'm a believer, but uh, it did give me a unique uh, perspective on faith and religion uh, and and the, the downsides and the plus sides um, that I believe helped give me a unique voice in this game. Yeah, I think a lot of time, like, in the Hollywood sort of, like, Catholic priest trope type movies, you, you kind of <laughs> miss, you kind of miss a lot of the things that you kind of touch on in faith of just, like, from the point of view of the dude, just, like, him sort of, like, grappling with it in real time like because it is a challenge to his faith like just like the events of the game and so it's yeah. it's it's not it's not really so much that it's preachy so much as it is like giving you some facts about how some people feel and then you just get to decide based on what you do at the end of the game how what happens and that's that's cool absolutely and, and at the very end of the game if you get the the quote-unquote good ending um when faith endures john uh he kind of rounds it back to the title of the game by saying, I can't explain what happened in that house. I can only have faith that I did the right thing. Right. Oftentimes uh, anybody who practices a, a religion that has a, a component of, of faith as a principle, um, eventually they are all confronted with uh, just taking on faith that what they're doing is the right path and not actually knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that, uh, that they are following something real, that they are following a path that is uh, objectively good. That's well, kind of the whole point, and, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point of faith is is not seeing, but rather uh, believing. And and so um, it was kind of a cute way to kind of round it back up to the title. But I did want John's story to be sort of ambiguous because it, um, as you will see in Faith Chapter Two, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of remorse that he feels, which are a part of Christianity. It's a it's a reality. Um, yeah, as a guy fact, who grew up Catholic, you... I can attest to that very much. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Too. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely. Was in, I was a Methodist, was... so, like, we were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all were cool, thanks. 
That's cool. Um, so anyway, um, that was kind of how, how it is. And then, um, but I, uh, the more it was, it's, it's this rabbit hole, this, uh, period in the 1980s that bled into the nineties of, uh, just this, uh, I would go as so far as to call it a mass hysteria, especially oh, in America and in North America. It, there was a lot of it in, uh, of course it's been going on in Latin America for years and, uh, it, it's it also kind of bled into europe um another thing i should mention is that i was oh and i was very excited about this during your uh latin american legends uh is that i was a, a missionary for my church for a couple of years in argentina so south america all right and um, did you see and, um, a troll man put dirt into a beautiful woman's plate so no this is this is not this no is not joke it you happened every anyone, night <laughs> oh no you, you you ask any any person in in uh, Argentina, and there are uh, Argentines, there are Peruvians, Chilenos, uh, people from Paraguay, uh, people from Uruguay, and people from Brazil, Dominican Republic, and a few Americans, if you're lucky. Uh, they will all swear up and down that duendes are real and that they or a family member of theirs has seen one. That's <laughs> fantastic. Duendes are very popular. In fact, um, I, I don't know if it speaks to kind of a, the superstitious nature of the culture down there. But uh, maybe not superstitious, but, uh, you know, maybe a little stitious. <laughs> but uh, hey. sorry. <laughs> uh, but when Paranormal Activity, the first the first movie came out, I, I was leaving as a missionary around that time. But the, the country of Argentina was in a state of national panic over that movie because they, everyone thought it was real. I don't know how the marketing did it ba- down there. But everyone was convinced it was real, and everyone was going crazy. That's kind of what That's happened nice. with uh, Blair Witch. When there was, yes. 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 Like exactly doc- right. there was like a documentary on TV that came on like a week before the movie came out or something, and everybody was like, oh, what the? Because like viral marketing like wasn't a thing. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? It was like very new. And so yeah. I, it just was like there was never a precedent, so they just all were like, this is real. I loved it. it there was a uh, – a a mockumentary called ghost watch on the BBC that came on either before it or around the same time. That's also worth a, a watch of it. I love that kind of war of the worlds. Like, um, I, I like a good, uh, well, I mean, that's uh, what happened with war of the worlds. Yeah. yeah. The panic, the mass. We panic. even had one, like, I want to say, was it like a t- 10 years ago, a decade ago, maybe a little less. Do you remember that, that fake documentary about the mermaid that, that everybody found? <laughs> what? The monkey, what? The monkey. You don't remember this the monkey mermaid. I- it was like on Discovery Channel or something. Oh, was this one? Uh, that, was, was this the they had like a camera it. near a oil rig, like the bottom of an oil remember. rig, and they like something swam what by, the and they're like, are you guys talking right about? there." I don't remember a mermaid. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I remember it's called white, mermaid. The body noise. Found. Oh, the <laughs> is it the monkey mermaid? It was in August of 2014. What it's the? called. Uh, it was oh, a mo- it was a recent. fake documentary called Mermaids the Body Found. And the way it was being marketed was very believable. And people thought like, oh my god, they actually found a, a mermaid. And it took like days before they're like, <laughs> oh, no, it's this not is real. This is just like the fake documentary that they had on Shark Week that was like Megalodon. The Megalodon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, people I were loved freaked that. out. I love that thing. I thought it was great. They're like the, the whale. The aerial vanished. photography and you can like see it swimming and yeah. stuff. Oh man, I liked it. I ate it up. I yeah. want to believe stuff like that. I, I, I'm skeptical about it, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I really want there to be a megalodon. Well, you're on the right <laughs> podcast. Let me tell you that. Yes. Yeah. Great. Speaking so, of, uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, Satanic Panic, where it originated, and uh, one of the biggest names that, that kind of pushed it forward. The biggest uh, names in Satan? And, uh, biggest uh, names in Satan. Satan. The, biggest, the biggest name of Satan. Um, <laughs> the, the longest Satanic name of Panic. Satan. 
The what? The long what? The longest name of Satan. I'm sure there's yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, so the Satanic Panic actually originated in the early 70s, initially. It was kind yeah. of right. when it Hence the kiss. That's why when kiss was big... Yeah, it was like no kiss doesn't mean kiss. It means knights and Satan's service. They put blood <laughs> in their oh, comic right, books, well. dude. I mean, it's like, have you? But I want, so I want to be like, but have you listened to Kiss's music? Because like, it's not satanic at all. Just about it doesn't matter. They looked the part sex, and they were dude. easy. It was, those records burnt mighty easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and and yet they wrote the song God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the soul of everyone. Uh, they were desperate, that's like, man. That's some gospel I saw truth the, I right saw there. the end of the second Bill and Ted movie. I'm very well aware. It saved <laughs> oh, the world. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. The, the Panic, yeah, ex- excellent. Satanic Panic started in the 70s, in the early 70s, uh, but really, really, really kind of picked up in the 80s and the 90s and eventually died down in the early 2000s. You know, when all those people who started it probably started dying off. When people started reading and, so, and learning. Some would, say it's, some would say it's still alive and well in certain parts of North America. Oh, absolutely. You would not. You'll say you're not incorrect, I don't think, at all. Um, but the it took, like, during the 70s and 80s specifically, uh, it was basically a gigantic belief that Satanists had not only kind of proliferated through all of these children's entertainment, like the rise of Dungeons and Dragons, which was very new at that time, oh, uh, which of course had monsters and demons and magic. Oh, and I just played D&D on Wednesday, Hell Satan. What? Yeah, exactly. I played <laughs> Hell Satan! I heard that. <laughs> what? What was that? Um, But moreover, outside of that, uh, there was a full belief that Satanists had not only done that, but they had completely uh, found themselves within complete control of secular society and the government. That Mm. those who worship Satan were meeting in in basements around the world and talking about their grand plans to take over, you know, government of of the Western world. uh, And that they were basically already everywhere. and, And these people who believe they were fighting against Satanism, Satanism were fighting a, a losing battle already. Uh, and yeah. they desperately needed to to turn the tides. Um, and one of the biggest people who who kind of pushed that narrative was a man by the name of Mike Warnicky. I don't know if you know that name. It's always a Mike. It's all, don't listen. I'm here <laughs> fighting against the evil Mikes of the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. That's a good mission. <laughs> um, and, and he, in a, in a lot of... Uh, in a lot of circles, you can actually point to him and be like, he's the reason it even took off because he published a book in 1972 called The Satan Seller, uh, which is all about oh. his time as a Satanist. It was all about what what he did as a Satanist and all the things that he did when he was participating uh, in all these satanic rituals and stuff. And uh, now but now he's on the good side. And when uh, he yes. published that book, so he's here to tell you all about the secrets. If only you will buy his book. Uh, and he kind of led the charge uh, against against Satanism that way. Um, he is happily referred to by most people now uh, as a preaching lying dirtbag. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I want to go on record as saying every time someone says I was a Satanist or I was in a Satanic cult, I really just want to be like, were, were you? <laughs> but, but were you? Really? I was. A, I was Prove goth. It. I was goth. Show me your membership card. I went card. goth. I was totally yeah, goth. I, I went, went goth. goth. <laughs> I was a goth. In high I went school. goth. I went to Hot Topic a lot. <laughs> yeah. it's the same guy. It's the same thing, right? Like, I, I wore like a choker every once in a while. I feel like it's, it's just an easy thing for someone to say and then get away with because it's yeah. hard to disprove it because like, ooh, it was satanic cult. It's secret. And, like, and mm-hmm. then you just rattle off a bunch of things you expect people to think about a satanic cult. Very much like an alien abduction. Like, yes, these gray men showed up ah. and they took me away. Like, I feel the vast majority, even, even if I existed in a world where I believed in most of the stuff we talk about on this podcast – I still think 99.9% in this world would be would be fake. Like even in that world where I believed, 
I still would think most of the stuff we talk about is just people trying to tell a story or people trying to BS someone or people trying to get famous or whatever the case may be. And so I feel like, yeah, it's no surprise to me that some guy who was like, if Satan, I was part of a cult, and I'm trying to warn you and definitely buy my books. <laughs> I feel like it's okay to figure out that guy's a liar. You know what's interesting is that uh, speaking of the context of the satanic panic, they, it, it, it wasn't like all the satanic killings and stuff came out of thin air. There was uh, David, uh, what was his name? Berkowitz, son of Sam. No, oh, sure. son of uh, Sam. He's a notorious yeah, killer. Yeah. Son of Sam w- w- uh, had his... Uh, I believe he was arrested in '77. So people who were in, who lived during the '70s, uh, to hear about this, they were probably either parents or grandparents in the '80s, and and so, and actually, thanks to uh, Son of Sam, they passed the Son of Sam laws, which right. uh, which say that uh, mass shooters or mass killers who are taken alive, they can't profit off of selling yeah. their stories to the press. Um, this, and some people criticize it by saying it, it infringes on their First Amendment rights, but like First Amendment doesn't guarantee that you can get money for what you say. It just means that you have the right to free speech. But uh, and then you also had um, there was uh, ritualistic animal killings that happened in the seventies. Yes. Yeah. And um, then you had uh, Manson family, yep. huge profile who. I don't know what to think of him. And then uh, and they they had this kind of cult-like uh, family of, of crime and murder that happened. Yeah. And then you had Anton LaVey, who during the 60s and 70s published his, um, uh, his Church of Satan material, and he was very popular. And mm-hmm. actually, there were celebrities who were coming out as members of the Church of Satan. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr., I did not know this, but Sammy Davis Jr. was a real close friend with Anton LaVey and... Uh, was a, a member of the church and also Liberace, uh, who died in the early eighties. Yeah. Uh, during the yeah, <laughs> Liberace yeah. was was a member of the Church of Satan and um, and, a, and a close friend of Aunt, Aunt Levey. And so there was there was there was some material, but it just exploded for some reason. And another um, another context that is very important to understand for uh, as a not a cause, but something that fueled the flames was the sexual revolution in the 60s. Yes. Just an unsavory who, thing, yeah. Oh, yes. Most improper. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, yeah, this, this, uh, <laughs> this, this strange, uh, <laughs> this strange revolution involving, uh, you know, safety and cleanliness and, you know, experimentation. Rocks and, and boobies. <laughs> who would have thought? Um, <laughs> teenage, people who were teenagers, who would have been teenagers or young adults during the 60s, who resisted the sexual revolution, were now uh, parents and, and grandparents, uh, you know, and parent figures and pe- people with authority uh, in the 80s and did not, probably did not want what happened to uh, their peers in the 60s to happen to the youngsters of the eighties. And so I believe that was a big part of it because you will see in a lot of these cases, these, um, these court cases and these scandals and these controversies that, um, there's usually some sort of component of sexual deviancy, uh, specifically when it comes to uh, homosexuality. Right. Um, and, um, and, uh, there there were a lot of accusations of pedophilia. Of course, pedophilia is, it's very wrong. And, and, uh, Whatever, but and as um, a rich as far as, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, and 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 yeah, and but specifically the sexual revolution as it as it pertains to homosexuality and, and lesbian uh, 
activity, I guess, uh, that also came into play. So there was, <clears throat> and as we alluded to, a lot of it probably stemmed from from bigotry and intolerance by the yeah. the pro maybe maybe southern but conservative Christian community. Yeah, and, it, and uh, it's interesting. Like I don't know, like as somebody who is born and raised L.A., like that is my heritage. Like I'm from this area. Uh, it's yeah. like it's not a super religious area, right? You know, I mean, there are certain communities <laughs> where the Jesus love is real, and like you know, people right. are just you know still go to church together and stuff. But L.A. as a city isn't really doesn't really revolve around that. And you know, yeah. in, in a city like this. Uh, especially LA where Manson happened and a lot of the hippie stuff was like very strong yeah. and you know, the movies are made here and a lot of the rich people who have eyes on them who are American are here. It's baked into the culture even now in this area in a way that is like almost inseparable from the place. Like I feel like if, if, if people want to rage against something, even, even direct occult, activity like real verifiable direct occult activity it's still here it's still large and in charge in america i feel like that's one of our things yeah we have this freedom of religion this pesky freedom of religion that that says not just freedom of christian worship but freedom of right whatever worship the practice of which does not inf as long as it does not infringe the rights of other people and right. so it's in, it's an incredible statement of diversity that uh, we often uh, either take for granted or uh, or our misunderstanding of it causes uh, us to be intolerant and that includes the Church of Satan. If someone wants to make a church where they worship SpongeBob or someone wants to make a church where they worship the uh, original Xbox controller, <laughs> then, hell yeah, so big, then so they useful. have that right. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, but, and, uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things too where we look at just like when we talk about the killers especially of that particular time, it's so easy to blame you know Satan and the devil cuz we I mean think about how much we struggle nowadays with mental health stuff. Like right. it was almost non-existent back then. You're just like, "No, they're, it's they're worshiping Satan. That's the reason they're killing." I think to me, to um, me it's more like you're just trying to make sense of something that is un yeah, incomprehensible. Yeah. Like the Manson thing, it's like, you know, it's a race war that's coming. We got to go to the desert. We got to dig. We got to yep. get guns. We have to, like, have sex, use sex Take as a, a weapon. Take a ton of LSD and fuck a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Like, th yeah, that was a weird branch of hippieism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was yeah, the that's ultimate. That's like some Fritz the Cat, the ending of Fritz the Cat kind of yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> who, who the heck are these It's the ultimate, like, end to, like, smoking a cigarette at your parents' barbecue. Like, that's, that, that's where <laughs> Charles Manson, that's the road to Charles Manson. <laughs> I bet he did that Stealing all Stealing money out of your mom's wallet <laughs> yeah, on your way out. Ever... That's, that's the Charles <laughs> yeah, Fuck Manson you, mom, move. taking your only five spot. Bye. Yeah. I bet he would play D&D &D if he... Uh, he would not be invited to my table. Available but there's still, there's still tons of locations <laughs> all over where, uh, where I'm from, at least. Like, there's the Devil's Gate Dam, which is, like, over near where JPL is, where Jack Parsons was doing his weird, like, occult oh, Aleister yeah. Crowley stuff. That, that where, yeah. Like, even today, if you go in there, I, I've, I've never gone more than a little bit in there because i'm i'm not crazy but if you go if you go in there if you go in there and you shine the light around in there you see like pentagrams on the walls there's still stories of people going in there and chopping up chickens and all that stuff and it's it's oh it's yeah pretty, we'll it's pretty it's pretty nutty yeah it's crazy man um, well there and it's like i said it's not like there wasn't any context there there were uh these mysterious killings i i, I read one this morning uh 
Sunday, February 8th, 1981, the headless body uh, of an African-American man was found wrapped in a sleeping bag by Albert, Albert Lake. This was in um, San Fr- near San Francisco. Uh, and police couldn't locate the victim's head, but they did uh, They did discover a chicken wing and two cor- kernels of corn jammed oh, into the bloody yes. neck stump. I remember this story. A, a slaughtered chicken was also found 50 yards from the corpse. I don't, I don't know if I've te- told you all this, but... Um, the the kind of people the kind of people um that did this crime um uh were the same kind of people that i lived among in argentina and they it's called um uh it's called umbanda and then there's also kimbanda and and condomble uh which is a caribbean kind of voodoo based religion but i did i did live with them uh, a couple years and it was this very weird. Uh, well, I, I I feel so judgy when I say that they weird, but it was weird to my my white Christian, right. you know, from the South uh, upbringing, um, it, and it was a mix of Catholic uh, tradition and African religion, African tradition, mm-hmm. with a little bit of Caribbean, which which takes from African and, and Catholic. Oh, this is this anyway. is the case where the like expert like called it or something like that, right? I, I think she was so. like, go um, back. If you go back there on this day, you're going to find the head or something like that. Right. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, yeah. With the dead chicken in mind, Gallant, who was the uh, inspector, Sandy Gallant, like <laughs> that's a comic book. Protagonist a name TV yeah. <laughs> I actually love it. <laughs> One of the country's top experts on Santeria, a religion brought to the Caribbean by rest West African slaves. That's a little heavy on the use of poultry. It's very tongue in cheek, but it's very true. Uh, Whitley told Gallant that the murderer would return the severed head to the scene of the crime in 42 days to complete the ghastly ritual. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, we literally uh, were laughed at by the homicide investigators and our chief of detectives. And But as the day 42 day mark neared, um, uh, they had self-doubt, blah, blah, blah. But sure enough, Carter's head turned up under a bush near Alvord Lake exactly 42 days later on March 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so a ritualistic killing from, from this religion. And... The I, I talked to a lot of them. They're they're umbandistas, and um, they were very interesting. Uh, they were very open about the religion, and there was no ill will between us. And we made friends with some of them. But uh, they had they had these weird shops. Uh, they were shops where they had relics, and one of them was San La Muerte, who is mentioned in faith. Right. It, in fact, uh, I don't know if I commented this on that video, but the note that a character named Leighton writes to Amy Martin about uh, being a missionary and, and the story about San La Muerte and this kid, that is literally a page from my journal as a missionary rip, basically copied and pasted. Whoa. So Damn. Um, they did, uh, they did pray uh, as, as y'all who grew up Catholic know, uh, you know, venerating towards or praying towards um, statues and statuettes of the saints and of the Virgin Mary and of mm-hmm. Christ um, it's very it's very normal for them, but they uh, adapted it to include uh, folk saints, uh, so saints that uh, were uh, specific to that geographic region, and then San La Muerte. So it it was not un- and that's a complete bastardization of, of Spanish, but that's Argentina. It's just how they talk. Like people who are uh, La- Latino or Latina might criticize the phrasing and say it's la santa muerte or something like that it has a lot of names but they called it san la muerte because um, a lot of people in argentina don't even don't know proper spanish like a lot of us in, in, in the west don't know proper english right. 
But anyway, San La Muerte, and it was not uncommon to be walking down the street and see a shrine with a Grim Reaper statue inside and have someone uh, kneeling and, and and venerating There's it. churches like this and still in L.A. that I've seen that you can walk absolutely. in and you, check it out. If you ever want to know yeah. what it looks like, just go rent a movie with like some sort of Mexican assassin in it. Because usually there's yeah. a scene where he's like kneeling before. Yeah. Yeah, every time. I'm picturing the shop yeah. from the beginning of uh, Runaway Jury. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's been so long since I've heard, since I've seen it's, that one. It's all right. Uh, it's not right. It's, it's okay. <laughs> that's a that's a uh, d- selling Dustin, comment. Dustin right Hoffman's it's in it. It's, it's, it's all he right. He does like a Cajun thing. But it's great. <laughs> yeah, a Cajun, and and it's all kind of mixed in. And um, uh, recently, the, the you know with uh, re- administration cracking down on ms13 like they they are known to do things like that like killing for the grim reaper and stuff like mm-hmm. that um and and definitely like gangs are are involved in it i don't claim to be an expert but it's very prolific this uh, santeria you're on the right sect. podcast then because none of us claim to be experts oh great <laughs> um but they were there and um one time i i talked to a woman who uh, we would go inside their shrines that were set up in their homes and there's nothing super scary about it um, and, and then one time I met a shaman, she was a, an older woman and, um, y'all played out last two. So y'all know about, um, the tall woman, how she talks. Sure. Well, her voice was that, but Spanish. Whoa. And I, I asked her, so I asked her, you know, a lot of Christians in this area say that y'all are devil worshipers. It, um, is that true? Or like what, how, how does that work? And she goes, Hijo, en, no adoramos al diablo. And she goes, uh, in that voice, she's like, we don't, we don't worship the devil. We make, uh, we make animal sacrifices to the devil. Uh, we, we chop off the head. We, we kind of fillet it and splay it out on the sidewalk and we throw in some corn. We throw in some, um, some of this, some of that. We put a ribbon around it and we do that to, she, and she said, uh, this is almost the exact phrasing to keep the devil where he is. Right, right. The, uh, the to not affect it's us. So it's more of an appeal. Yeah. yeah it's like, a preventative yeah, it's Stay sated and leave it It's alone. like throwing salt on yeah, your shoulder, it, but like way more fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same and, thing. Yeah. And it's like, are, are we not doing the same thing when we're asking God to protect us from Satan or deliver us from evil? We're, we're not making it. It's a little different because they're kind of directly appealing to the evil spirit. And we're not cutting um, anybody's but, head off. Well, it, yeah, it's also and, a cultural thing and it's a different, and it also has to do with the fact that like go back further into the Bible. There's a lot of stuff very similar <laughs> to this. That's true. Oh, right. The, yeah, the Hebrews and, and, before the time of Christ, sure. they uh, they would slaughter animals for uh, for uh, as a repentance process and as a cleansing process and as worship. So it's it's not out of the ordinary. Uh, but we like we missionaries we would we would come out in the morning and see a, an animal ritualistic animal sacrifice uh, having been left there that night on the street corner and stuff. And um, so all of this. And all this, all this time, you know, I was trying to be a good boy as a missionary, but in the back of my head, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is like a totally untapped <laughs> so it's texturally uh, culture that yeah. I've, yeah, culture that I've never heard of. And, and so I chose them as, um, I, I made up a cult. I, I mean, no disrespect to, to people who practice Santeria. I, I know there's a lot of uh, people and young people uh, uh, who practice it. I, I mean, no disrespect, but I made up a, a, a cult similar to that because uh that was just the the coolest most interesting um thing i i could find that that practiced these uh that that checked all the boxes for the satanic panic sure yeah 
Like if people in the 1980s heard of that, they would be like, that's Satan right there. I, I know it. Yeah. I know it when I say it, <laughs> um, you know? Uh, and so I mean no disrespect, but I wanted to make something that would make, I wanted to include something that would make sense in the world of the satanic scare. Yeah, and and I, I really want, it has, it had, the, the game has like a pentagram and in, inverted stars and stuff, but I, I wanted to stray away from that and kind of make up something that was a little more fresh and new and a little more mysterious, you know? If you see a pentagram on a door in a video game, you're like, okay, here it comes. <laughs> but if you see these kind of weird symbols, you, you might not know what it means. And so I, I incorporated a lot of that culture, that candomblé, that, that uh, kimbanda uh, culture and, and symbolism in the game just to have something different. I, I think the goat's heads and the inverted stars and the 666 are cool and all, but we like, get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cliche. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. And so I'm always on the lookout for something really cool like that. I mean, I, I'm a Christian. I, 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 I teach Sunday school, but I also, I'm also really into the supernatural and like demonology. Right. It's cool. It's, it's undeniably Part, cool. Well, like, I don't know. It's like Harry Potter. It's the same thing. Like, Sure, people are mad about but, Harry Potter because there's magic in it, but it's harmless. It's like played for fantasy escapism. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes. We never would have gotten mazes and monsters. <laughs> is that the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah. Yes, it is, and it is amazing. That's based on a true story, I believe. Oh, my God. It was just that movie was so... True but, story or not, that movie was so bad. <laughs> but it was bad yeah. in the best way. I think I think John Tron recently did like a, a riff on this this it was like a parody movie on on uh, the dangers of RPGing and I'm like I they use that that in the movie and I was like RPGing that sounds like something you would do in Quake yeah. 2 <laughs> but but uh it sounds cool uh, but yeah it, you bring up a good point Alex about that era is that people thought that just exposing yourself to things like uh, games and um role playing and rock music not even metal but rock it's corruptible uh, yeah could could let them in and um i i and it goes all it's it's like a it's like a catch-22 in christianity because christians do believe that if you invite an evil spirit uh, through your actions or through your sinful behavior then it, it can dwell in you and dwell with you and affect you but uh you have to define what inviting means like listening to ACDC, is that really inviting are Satan you even to think about black, rip apart they're your they're body? About Satan. Oh, they are. Like, are you? Well, Alex, are you even thinking about Satan at that time? Like, are you really like just tossing on like <laughs> Angus Young and you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to like cut the head off a chicken. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, there, there was this strange case. Um, if you, uh, there, I. I can't believe I'm on this site. It's called it's ranker.com. The greatest, but it had a really good time. It had a really good listicle. Yeah, it had a it had a really good listicle about uh, teens who killed for the devil. Uh, there is an instance of a um, a uh, player of Dungeons and Dragons who um, who did um, who did uh, murder someone, but it like you can't just say that's like that's like if someone really enjoyed drinking chocolate milk and then they killed someone or performed it was the some horrible milk. act yeah. it it was the chocolate milk that they did and anyone who drinks chocolate milk is in the fact chocolate the devil. milk killer oh god the chocolate milk murder is that that sounds like a good puppet comedy that sounds game. like yeah. a kid detective minute. story the chocolate oh, yeah. milk murder but there's also i mean there's so also it, stories of cult behavior that does end in like the murder of good Christian kids, though, too, in the in the absolutely, 80s. and it it was not as prolific as the uh, as um, 
the people who were under the spell of this panic thought, but it did happen. So yeah. it was this, it was this kind of gray area in history. And, um, that's kind of how I wanted faith to be. I wanted it to be ambiguous enough to be like, okay, what really happened? And sure. maybe have a game that people thought about after they, after they quit or after they exited the game. I definitely like um, felt like I had some things to like suss out by the end. Like we got pretty <laughs> into the, like finding all the endings bit by the end of the time we played mm. through it. But like, yeah. you know, once we walked away from it, we were just like, damn, like, what does that mean? Like, and, you know, playing the demo of the second one, I was like the whole time just thinking about like, how does this connect? Like, what does this mean? Like, how does it, what is, what is, what story is this telling me? And I mean, I think that's yeah. good regardless of what you believe, you know? Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to entertain and I don't want to be judgy and like, I, I am not entirely convinced by horror game, by horror movies that have a Christian moral at the end. As 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 much of a believer as I am, like I don't need to be have my beliefs verified by a yeah. horror movie, by a piece yeah. of media. <laughs> no, I, am, I, th- I think some of the best horror in games, movies, or any media is the ones that always leave you just questioning. Like, yeah, going if you see a movie and you're like, it ends on a good note, you're like, all right, I feel good. But then the horror aspect's kind of removed, and, you're, and you kind of understand, like, oh, they're gonna win in the end. Any horror movie that ends just like either just unanswered completely or on a dour yeah. note, that's what sticks with you because you think about it. Well, look at The Exorcist. On the one hand, it, it did appear that, at least in that movie, that the demon was expelled from uh, the girl. But but think of how it ha- how what they had to do to do yeah. that. You know, in in the end, did did. Uh, did Christ really win or did the power of righteousness actually win the yeah, day a man still or fell was down it the a goddamn stairs? Yeah. And then th- yeah. think of the ending of psycho where, <laughs> right. you know, you think he's caught, but then, but then, you know, <laughs> right at the end, he, he has that <clears throat> smile and that, that just slightly superimposed face of his mother. You're like, Oh, so that's a good not one. Fixed. Or like, uh, an excellent what's example. That movie? The, the witch. Did you guys see that? Oh man, the witch was so. That's a really, good, that's a right? really good horror movie when you're talking about like crisis of faith versus yes. like what you yeah. should do versus like uh, the, yeah. the the devil absolutely wins in that oh my movie. god, yeah, yes. and and it's glorious and it it ha- it gives you this weird feeling because uh, I think uh, what's her name Thomas like daughter yeah, yeah I think uh, so the daughter yeah yeah she she goes she wades through so much crap in that movie and is put in such horrible situations and in the end like you can't help but admit that she is free at the end of the movie but at the same time she literally put her name in the devil's book literally yeah and so it's this really weird and i thought it was a terrific ending just like uh hereditary i thought was amazing i still gotta catch that i'm dying to see that it's good it's very good man then i I won't spoil it but uh, if you liked the the vich uh (laughs) i then i highly recommend uh hereditary people will say it's a slow burn it is not if you have the gamma right on your tv there is plenty to see in that movie that will freak you out god the way that movie is shot oh it's excellent it's 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 a mass it's 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 a masterpiece in a lot of ways uh it's, it's I, a fantastic movie. It's just hard yeah, to watch because pe- it's so well done. Yeah, we need to ditch the Conjuring universe. I, I don't know why they <laughs> agreed. Like, Ed, and Lorra- Ed and Lorraine Warren, like they make for great Hollywood, but they were total hacks. Yeah, like, they after were doing total these fakes. episodes on them, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, our very first episode was Amityville, and a lot of that was just uh, kind of dissecting what pieces of uh, what 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 shams they were. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it makes for great Hollywood when you hide all that stuff. Of course. I I enjoyed The Conjuring very much. It was a great throwback to uh, kind of that 70s era of horror. Uh, Conjuring 2 was pretty good. That was the Ensfield Ensfield Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then he got into this. by the way, the Ensfield Poltergeist, the Warrens were there for less than a day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's not like, yeah. And, and it's not like this, the demon nun Valak was chasing them around the right, whole time. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I have not seen the nun yet. I have, I've seen uh, Annabelle Creation, and I enjoyed I, I enjoyed that one a little bit. Actually, there's, there's parts of uh, Faith Chapter 2 demo that are inspired by uh, Annabelle Creation. Mm. Um, I was told to stay away from the first Annabelle, and I was also told that the nun is not very good, but... Does the Conjuring need... have like, its own like cinematic universe? Yes. yes. Like, yes. All yes. the Conjuring yes. movies yes. are now associated with each other. Like... And it, Thanks to Ed and Lorraine Warren, who had this like lustrious multi-decade career of fighting Just Satan, being shams people. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, reason they uh, even went they to the Enfield these... pol- Poltergeist in real life was to try and get like their the, the their story given to them so they could make their own money off of it and shit. They were literally there yeah. in England with the family for less than a day during that entire thing. But then they turned an entire movie. It was out enough it to lie. stamp their trademark on it and it's, sell it. Makes me want to vomit. Okay. Continue. Please. <laughs> yeah. A total exploitation. But mm-hmm. I, um, I, I am very happy with where horror is going. Cause you know, early two thousands, I was in high school. Um, I, I'll admit I, I went out and saw the ring and I, I actually really do enjoy the ring. I think it's, I like it better than Ringu. Sorry. Um, but and then the grudge is okay grudge 2 is okay but after that you got this like slew of pg-13 horror movies that just got like worse PT. and worse and PT-itis. worse again it's like oh yep. japanese ghost story like let's make 80 of them because people just suck them up like girl yeah, with long yeah. black hair covering eyes she's about eight white dress she's in she's in faith yeah that was a homage to it but uh but yeah and then um it picked up with uh I, I I'll I'll say that the Conjuring kind of helped it. Uh, they they ruined the franchise by making it a franchise. Yeah. But um, it's halfway decent. I, I didn't. Yeah, it's halfway dis- decent. I I didn't really like the Baba Duke. I I it was okay. Um, it, it was just very frustrating to watch. Uh, Blair Witch, you know, kind of uh, was before all that. But uh, then you had um, It Follows, which I really so really good. enjoyed. Uh, yeah, um, it follows. And we're then, talking about um, uh, Satanic Panic. How about uh, that one with Greta Gerwig? Oh, House of the Devil is what it's called. Yeah, it's like House. Of it's the literally Devil. a slasher movie, yeah, but it's like it just becomes like this. Like it's like it's literally like the horror scenario that you would imagine if you were a believer of the Satanic scare. Like it's it's a babysitter who like she gets. She orders a pizza, but, like, the dude on the phone is, like, from the cult, and he brings her, like, drug pizza, and she wakes up, of course. and she wakes oh, up, drug and there's, pizza. like, the devil's baby inside her because she passes out. It's, like, it's like a great, like, I'm. it sounds like I'm spoiling the movie, which I am, but, like, that's the first five minutes. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> be right. it's not really about the plot. It's not about the twists and the turns of the plot. Right. It's about just, like, sort of defining this sort of era in America and, like, sort of, like, you know, capitalizing off our imaginations and fears in a very like pomo way that was like really cool like you're looking back at the satanic panic <laughs> and watching a movie it's, about it looking at the satanic panic too is, is an interesting like realization in a lot of ways of like oh outrage culture has always existed it's just what we're outraging against yeah changes. remember when we put like when they threw people in with the lions for their beliefs like that's the same shit <laughs> yeah back oh, in the day that's yeah. right. same shit <laughs> 
It is. It's crazy. Oh yeah, people used to. There used to be public beheadings, so that's that's yeah, how that's, people's that's outrages. Uh, that was like entertainment for them right. back then. Yeah, and then you had the news media, which got more and more uh, quick. Yeah, uh, a lot of people blame the the news media in the '80s for spreading this, you know, this panic about uh, Satanism and stuff. And then, of course, we have social media now, where you know, I could tweet something, con- right. something that people don't don't share the same opinion on, and in five minutes, you your, I, I become you a goddamn job. You know, I I, Pariah. I get tarred and pitchforked. It's, yeah. and I would say, in in some ways, we are dealing with a, a period of mass hysteria now. Um, I just think it's going to be a dull roar for, for forever as long as we have this ability to offend mass amounts of people with, with the, the tweets and the sure. words we say. Hopefully yeah, that, that type of stuff won't be so central to our lives as we, as we get tired of it. Yeah. I, Getting I mean, tired I of it, so. I think that's a key, key phrase. Yeah. But I, I, I think everyone is entitled to their beliefs and their opinions. I just feel like uh, we're all getting angry at each other. And yeah. I don't mean to be such a love and share you know, hold hands and sing kumbaya type on the show. But I, I do believe it kind of relates to the 80s. And um, there were panics and accusations, like take all the daycare uh, scandals. Do y'all remember those? Yeah. There's like, it's like five daycares. I think the most famous one is uh, McMartin Preschool. Which one was that? Where the psych... Right here. So Mc... I got you. I got McMartin you. Preschool. Take it away, Mike. It's just uh, in 1983, <laughs> the mother of McMartin Preschool student accused her estranged husband and a teacher at the preschool located in Manhattan Beach, California, yeah. of um, molesting her son. The arrests, investigation, and trials lasted until 1990. So Whoa. that's about seven years. That 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 is the most. That was the longest and most expensive court case at, of its time. Interesting. Yeah. No uh, convictions. Yeah, I was saying. And then all tra- in 1990, all the charges were dropped. There were no convictions in the trial, and the most expensive in history at the time, like you said. Uh, and among the allegations were that the preschool staff practiced <laughs> satanic rites with the children, where they flew through the air and drilled holes into the children themselves. Sounds a lot. What? Pardon. Like- Pizzagate. What yeah, one f- child <laughs> even accused actor Chuck Norris of being one of the abusers? Well, Walker, they identified a Chuck. No- uh, <laughs> I, yeah, they. Uh, they. I guess they had a photo, and they identified him out of a photo as one of the people who were there. So I was like, the why TV did the guy? investigators have just random yeah. photos of? Oh yeah. Uh, but these investigators. So w- there was some good that came out of of this. There were about five of these cases, and uh, during which the the administration gave more funding to child protection services. That's a, I guess that's um, a plus. So yeah. there, there was more. Yeah, but it was it was based on this this notion, Baseless, like like yeah. Mike was saying, flying in the air. At, at, and there's even uh, an accusation that these Satanists flew in a hot air balloon. I'm what? like. <laughs> Okay, what's hey, so look, supernatural you gotta about get around. There's a lot of hot air in hell. We gotta get around. Listen, Satan, listen, when you worship Satan, something Satan doesn't tell you when you sign the contract, he only has a limited amount of power per and day. And you have to and if race. he runs out before you he gets to, to you, you can't... Yeah. Right, Arge, you can't... Argent energy. Yeah, no, organ energy. you guys. Oh, right. Let's not talk about the... By the way, because it has to happen, of course this is all tied to aliens, just so you know. Everything is. Because... Uh, remember Mike Warnicky, the guy who kind of really perpetuated this, even yeah. to this day, his lies that were in his book. By the way, the book that he wrote about him being in the, the cult, that was all disproven in 1994 under a giant investigation. He was never part of a cult uh, oh, in boy. the 1960s in California like he you know, purported that he was, of course. But uh, there are still people to this day that fully believe that everything that he said in that book is true. Not only that, but he is part of the New World Order, which is a shadow government controlling our actual government, which oh, responds yeah. to 
What else? The aliens. world, yeah, the the beast championship system. wrestling, it's about demon Men aliens in yeah. black. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, Will Smith comes in. There's only know. one MWO, and that had Hollywood Hulk Hogan in it, and Sting. <laughs> yeah. And that had uh, who was the other guy? Yeah. Sting, I think. Steve Nash. Was. Oh, the whole team. Oh, they were great. I, the, I was told to stay away from wrestling uh, wrestling as a kid, not because it was Satanist, but because you could get killed do, uh, recreating Oh, the, the backyard movies. wrestling, yeah. Oh, that's true, though. <laughs> you just almost snap if you do it wrong and break someone's there neck. Was, but yeah, um, there was a story that I was just reading about randomly uh, before I even knew that this is what we were covering on here about something that happened in 1989 that's kind of the same hmm. thing where it's like one bad thing happened – and then it was like the perfect like bad example that set a bunch of people off, which was this college kid in uh, uh, Brownsville, like in Texas. He like crossed the border to uh, Matamoros, Mexico. That's right. And uh, he like was just like spring breaking it. Basically, there's like a drag there, like kind of like a little mini Texas Tijuana vibe where you can kind of like <clears throat> just kind of like bar crawl down the street and get like dollar Coronas kind of vibe. And somebody just like yeah. was like, hey, come here. And just like this guy just disappeared from the night. And they found him like a couple days later, cut up. His brain was like boiled with like turtle meat and some other shit. Yeah. And, like a oil drum. They made a movie about it. Yeah. I they found like a like a slaughter room in the back. And like all these people that were missing turned up. And it was this drug dealer who like went mad with power, like Colonel Kurtz or something like that. And he like went deep into the like Santeria style, like sort of yeah. occult stuff, but then just like improved on it himself and was like, I will be unkillable and invincible. And like the power of the dark Lord will protect us. And they're like eating these people and doing this <laughs> stuff. And there was even like a chick from like the college who was like educated, but she was Mexican and she like would like sort of like, you know, siren people into the cult and like get them killed. Yep. And that, Not that really lie, happened. I'd probably follow her. <laughs> It really did happen. Uh, I believe there's a movie about it too. I don't know if it's any good, but yeah, um, it it I it seems to be kind of common with uh, these drug lords and these crime lords. I guess it's about power or or, or fear control, know, getting power over yeah, fear yeah, and control. Fear. And um, there was something I was gonna say about it, but uh, I, I guess I guess yeah, not. But yeah, that one that one's really interesting. Darth Vader actual playbook. actual ritualistic killings of people for this desire for power and dark energy and stuff oh um uh the neon demon was another one of these radar yes movies. i just watched I that neon the demon other day great, actually yeah and it kind of revolt at, at the end you don't know what the whole movie is about until the very end and there's actually this this theme of consuming someone god, the uh, eyeball oh my god uh, both both mentally or emotionally consuming them and uh physically actually consuming their bodies right uh to gain their powers and um and there's even there's these this really weird occult imagery after after it happens um with that one that one uh, actress and it was uh, it was really interesting and it actually kind of tied it in as a as an effective horror movie and that left me um, feeling it just took really a long time to get end. to that, that was well that's cuz the end's like pretty nauseous yeah. <laughs> like, the well that's that true is like, <laughs> that's true but i was I, that movie gave me pause let's put it that way <laughs> So back to this uh, McMartin preschool trial, there were allegations that there were tunnels underneath the uh, the preschool 
And That's a running theme a lot in this time. Uh, <laughs> the underground tunnel networks where all they the Satanists were using. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Like that, like doing doing like quick uh, doing the research for it. They're, they all believe that there was just like this underground network and these tunnel systems that everybody would operate and transport. You know, sacrifices through and Mold all this other. That's why the sewer yeah. like entrances that are like outside the town limits are such a staple of like 80s horror. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The the Devil's Cave in Yonkers, New yeah. York. It was it was this park and it had this extensive sewer network that has a ton of like Satan graffiti and people said that Son of Sam would run around there and and do stuff, drag people there inside. There was one by and, my middle school that was like it went un, it actually went underneath the uh, cemetery. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it, it was cool, awesome. but man, did 12-year-old, 13-year-old Alex like was not ready for that on his fucking bike. Holy. Did you totally pee your pants? I didn't pee my pants, but I ran all the way home after we heard a sound. Like we, I was just like, oh, and I just like went. It was like you know, <laughs> two left great. turns, but yeah, so, we, so movie like. We used to we used to do Bloody Mary and stuff when we were in middle school. I still school do that shit, <laughs> just for fun, just to keep. I, I will not mess with Ouija boards to this day. I just won't. We should do well, it. Yeah, on there's something camera. weird about Ouija boards. We should, we should do it with microphones involved. I will do it in person with you guys at a, like a live show or a something. A live show? You want to bring that live show? Sure. That's where that's where the devil shows up. Right, exactly. Comes to Let live the devil show, show up. Like, live show. Dude, you do a live show with like 100 people, like he'll show up like at the end of the pick of destiny and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the devil. I love metal. <laughs> I hope that's exactly what yeah, it'll also be Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl will show up at the end and he'll be like I was Satan the entire time. I hope that's exactly <laughs> what God Satan's damn like. it, mate. Dave Grohl, come on, man. Dave, come on, man. Um, Why you? I believe I believe maybe Mike was going to say this, but there, um, it a lot of people swear up and down that there were in fact tunnels, or yes. that they remember tunnels being reported, but in reality there were no tunnels found. There was a trash heap and like a little hollow space, probably left over from a from construction, underneath uh, like the parking lot or something like that. But there was no network of tunnels. Sure. See, that's what but, they want you to believe, but the New World Order oh, that's uh, right. came in either A, collapsed all the tunnels before they could be found, or B, misinformation spread and uh, told yes. you there were no tunnels, but you didn't go and NWO. check uh, they're Yeah, their cartel of mole people uh, <laughs> came in real quick. and Closed that shit up. They uh, performed earthquake. No, nah, man, it was the reptilians. And it was super effective. Oh, reptilians, yeah, they're right. good at burrowing. Yeah, they, and, they, they and were a subterranean race before the greys came and created They humanity. got lots of practice very, hiding very all those much. dinosaur bones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dinosaurs! That's such a problem for Christians. <laughs> we 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 have a hard time with that. Like we don't have all the answers. Dinosaurs is one of the answers. Hey, we but have. we have Jurassic Park, and that's a tight movie. We do have Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's you, all you need. You didn't stop to think. Didn't stop to think if you should. Ah. Oh. But anyway, there were no tunnels. Uh, but you know how they came up with the tunnels is, uh, even though it is good that. Uh, government funds were directed more towards child protection services. They hired all these investigators that were just quacks. Like this, I don't know what it's called in the world of psychology or psychiatry, but this method of kind of coercing someone that you're uh interviewing into remembering quote unquote things mm. that didn't actually happen it's very most similar recent example i saw recently was uh making a yes. murder with that yes kid. false confessions yeah. yeah false confessions and of course that's been around since salem witch trials since the inquisition and stuff uh but just that they're not threatening to torture the kids but they, they find they find these weird 
ways to be like to a hypnotize them and i'm not fully convinced about hypnosis i don't think you go into your subconscious or if you go into your subconscious like i'm like an enfp like super right-brained uh creative so like who knows what's in my subconscious like i could start rambling about gosh knows what right uh but they dipped into these kids subconscious minds and their imaginative children and actually uh they got they got uh kids to quote-unquote collaborate on these like doors that led into the underground tunnels and the exact locations of them and they somehow managed to coincide but but they never found them you know so it makes for good horror material but at the same time it's like okay they were just drawing these accusations out of them and you you know how the whole uh mcmartin thing started it how how the the mother came to the conclusion that their child had been uh, abused was that the kid came home and had the the hurting poops like they had painful bowel movements and so the the mom thought that they must have been you, you know sodomizing the like kid abused. are you kidding me because the kid had trouble pooping? yeah it, this this all this all happened because some kid had uh, discomfort while pooping and it's like god such a talk little to thing any, such talk a little to poop. any mom talk to any mom <laughs> or dad anyone any parent <laughs> kidding me this also oh, it has that man. vibe of when you see interviewers say something like, uh, when when talking to a person, they'll ask a question and it'll be phrased like, so when you were under interrogation, you thought to yourself, this is it, this could be the end. And they'll be like, I did, this, I thought this could, this is it, this could be, like they keep, right. suggestions. They keep suggesting like, like, leading, like leading questions, yeah. Yeah, yeah feeding yep. them lines. So it, it happened a lot, and so that's how you kind of... and. Also, uh, th- they also think that the tunnels, like a lot of kids called, they had these like plastic jungle gym things lying on the ground. Uh, they're like big plastic barrel cylinder shaped uh, things that kids would crawl on top of and through. They called those the tunnels. And so all of them had this idea of tunnels on the brain. And they're, you know, and like I said, they're children, they're imaginative. And so you had this unfortunate practice of drawing these confessions and these allegations out from these kids and and you know of course you have that famous uh, verse in the bible from the mouth of babes so i bet a lot of people ate that up who were of that mindset if a kid told me that somebody was like coming to get me in the night every night i would take it seriously you know what i mean like there's nothing yeah and it's it's tricky isn't it because on the one hand they're children so they're imaginative and they make stuff up but at the same time uh they're innocent and there might be some truth to it they just don't know how to articulate it or or, we were talking about that the other day about just like when we were, I think it was at the end of the Jeff the Mongoose episode, where we were just talking about like that crazy bullshit. That sounds yeah, awesome. Crazy bullshit. Uh, Jeff oh, is a fantastic. Oh, Jeff, yeah, Jeff the Mongoose. Was he that yeah. like crazy freaking yeah. animal that like yes. lived with those people? Yes. So yeah, they lived in their walls and, and told them the I rumors heard... of the town and all yeah, of their nonsense. I, I listened to an episode of Coast to Coast. <laughs> uh, I listened just... to George Norrie talk about that. It was wild. <laughs> and then he just get whacked with a golf club and that's the end, the end of his life. There you go. No more Silent Jeff the Mongoose. Silent Hill 4 style. You always go with the, <laughs> yeah. with the golf well, club. Well, we were just talking about how like if you're if you're in a situation where you're not the person who calls the shots in your life, like if you're part of like a small close knit church, or if you're part of say just like a really tight family, or you're right. at a business where it's a small crew, you know, if you're if the leader of that group is compromised mentally or sanity wise or spiritually in a way that is unknowable <laughs> to us, you know, they can just dead ass Outlast yeah, too. they can just dead ass say whatever you want and you'll believe them like kids today believe what your parents like if your parents are like 
don't do that or your fucking face will fall off. They're like, oh. <laughs> don't do that or the Duende will yeah, have exactly. you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, furry palms from jerking it too much you know that kind of thing <laughs> that's, that's real right. that's real that. shit like that that actually La, weighed on La us when we were younger you know not me personally that wasn't one of the ones that i believe my mom is uh-huh sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course so not. i uh i grew up in south texas uh so there's there's a good there's a good mix of cultures and uh, a lot of the hispanic kids would tell stories about uh la llorona of course, um, I, I'm sure y'all got a lot of heck for mispronouncing it, but oh, you know, I definitely got berated for fucking okay. pronouncing that shit wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. I I happened to be um, semi fluent in Spanish just because I was a missionary, so I was I was a, I was cringing a little bit, but it it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I wasn't like punching my my headphones, but uh, La Llorona and then Chupacabra. There's also sure. one called La Chusa, which is uh, an uh, an owl witch, kind of like the Skinwalker uh, tale, and um, she was this woman who could, who was uh, an owl with the face of a woman. And there are a lot of kids in my school who swore that they or a family member had seen uh, La Chusa. Interesting. And uh, it always, it always involved some amount of Bud Light uh, consumption, but uh, <laughs> that sounds know, right. Bud Light, my bitch lover. And then there's a, in uh, kind of the area that I live, there's a creek called Woman Hollering Creek. Because in Texas, we love our creeks so much that we have a sign that name that with a name of the creek right on the highway. Of course, so you can be like, oh, that's that's called Possum Possum Squalor Creek. Possum Squalor. Yeah, that's not an actual one, uh, <laughs> but, but it sounds wo- like woman, it could be. Woman Hollering Creek is an actual <sighs> name of a creek that has been named by the Texas government and put on the side of the highway. Uh, for everyone to read and it apparently is steeped in the tradition of la llorona but mm. uh i think that might just be a bunch of bs because woman hollering like that could mean a lot of things besides sure. like hollering and crying are kind of different things it's probably but... some dumb cowboy love story <clears throat> or something woman quit your hollering <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm naming that i'm naming uh, this creek after she you. hollered she hollered all the way to the creek and now i'm gonna call this creek woman hollering creek <laughs> Yeah. Um, but to kind of put a bow tie uh, uh, a little bit on this on the satanic panic aspect, since uh, you know, I, I looked, like we've already been going for an hour and twenty minutes. It's crazy. Oh, it's fascinating stuff. I, I yeah, it's go such forever, a big but, thing. Uh, yeah. You know, part of the reason it also took off is obviously because uh, you know in the eighties, once uh, the police and law enforcement started blaming the satanic worship, the media is like, oh. Oh, we can use this now that the law enforcement's like saying it and acknowledging it's interesting. it. People want to know more because it's so weird and mysterious. Yeah. So then, and taboo. yeah. Boom. Then we started seeing books and newspapers and TV and all this other stuff that really just rocketed it through the nineties, uh, because they could make a ton of money off. Of sure. It. And that's yeah. really where the late eighties to the, to the nineties it rode. And then in the two thousands, either people just got bored or, or we moved on to something else, or those who instigated it initially in the 70s were dying It's off. funny to me and how it, who... it feels kitschy to be like, Satan's trying to get you! I know, you say that now, and people are like, eh. They're like, oh, I right. missed the 80s. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's... <laughs> yeah, go back to... Oh, and more. But, uh, you know, the 80s had its own horror in that, you know, serial killers specifically were much more active in the 70s and 80s. Than, because it was yeah, easier to get away with it. I mean, just now it's hard. Oh, no, yeah, there was no surveillance. Right. You know, it was a different It was you a different time. wherever you wanted. Yeah. Like, forensic investigation <laughs> didn't come about till... Uh, I don't know, sometime in, in the 90s? Maybe? There's yeah, a great, uh, there's the a great uh, show on Netflix about it called Mindhunter or something like that. Uh, uh, it's yeah. about, I forget what serial killer it is, but he's so good in it. The co-ed killer is who it is. Uh, he's, he's like in oh. the jail and he like interviewed him and like that's how they started forensic, like sort of like the, the sort of like mental like 
picking up getting into the mind mm-hmm. of yeah exactly of the, which of i find perp. personally fascinating yeah it's a really good series. that's one of my favorite su- subjects is just trying to get in, like just untry- like listening in, in the the psych the psychology of a serial killer and just being like what it's like to just have like be in that mind of just yeah complete. a lot of these killers around death row they'll actually write you letters if you write to them they'll like respond and stuff i've always well, I've there's, there's it, also like the a idea of it <clears throat> what was that jesse oh say so there's also like a like a ego power trip aspect to it as well oh, yeah. and the whole idea of like kind of wanting to get caught and doing more and more crazy stuff because they're like challenging Please, someone get me. Yeah. So and there, there's a recognition that comes with that. Zodiac killer. Right. Yeah. There's like a recognition. So when you do write someone, of course they're going to write you back because it's like, ah, oh, they do appreciate my work. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they see themselves as above. So a Some, lot of serial killers consider themselves superior to the rest of man. Superhumans. Yeah. Yeah. They, they believe they have, uh, they are beyond morals, beyond laws. There's this also this theory. I, I am um, just for just for fun i i watch uh, a few conspiracy theorists on youtube and one of them is obsessed with the beast system which is mentioned in in faith and uh he's convinced that aliens are are actually fallen angels so there's actually another layer to it right yeah. um, that you could add um but he also says that he also uh, uh, he likes to say that um followers of of darkness and followers of satan it's like they have this rule where they have to hide it in plain sight because it's it's like I don't know if any of y'all have read Bram Stoker's Dracula, right. like the OG Dracula. Uh, uh, Count Dracula does not come out of his castle to greet the um, to greet the uh, whatever his name is the the main protagonist. He he invites him and he says, "Enter of your free will and choice." And once he crosses that threshold, then he is under uh, Dracula's power. So there's this kind of myth, mythological aspect of Satanism where um, they people need to be tempted or invited into following them. But mm-hmm. then there's also this Hollywood version where, you know, uh, like on Constantine where a demon can infect like a three-year-old girl, you know, right. just against her will. Um, and so, I don't know, there may be a consideration where it's like they, they, del- they delight in hiding things in plain sight and tricking the world, but also getting them to, to follow along with them of their own free will and choice and like mm-hmm. i don't really I, I, I guess i can believe some of that or, or understand some of that i i really don't know what it to make it feels very <laughs> sociopathic to me <clears throat> you know it's yes. mm. well yeah because i imagine to them it's a lot like they outthought you you yeah. know what i mean like they ah. got you to do it on yeah. their own on your own even though even though they're like no but it was the way i phrased it and the way i i said it and, and it was my mannerisms that convinced you that you would is be it, safe is it alistair crowley who's the one who has the thelema the like do what you want religion do what yeah. thou wilt that's a basic it's a basic tenet of modern satanism as in addition to like rebellion against authority and fascism so it actually intersects with uh, kind of a lot of political and social stuff that's going on i should uh, read it i should read up on this it sounds like it's a it's a good uh belief system <laughs> well they yeah this this it's it's uh, alluring isn't it it's kind of go al- going along with the ending of the witch it's like uh you know he the devil says do you do you want to live deliciously do you want the taste of butter do you want to see the world all of these earthly pleasures that can be yours and that you have the, r- the right to experience in this life um you just have to sign your name in his book yeah know? and uh yeah. so a, a lot of times in this satanic mythology uh, you can, because uh, in the New Testament, the devil uh, tempts Christ with uh, all of the riches in the world and all the cities in the world and 
sure. and uh, power and prestige uh, if he will fall down and worship him. Um, and so there is this aspect of, of earthly pleasure, of earthly reward, but afterwards in the, in the same line of, of the Christian view of, say, of Satan is that he will never uphold uh, his followers in the end. He'll always, uh, you know, torment them and, and be like, ha ha, I, I, I tricked you. Well, that's you know? funny because that downside yeah. to that type of behavior is predicated on the idea that you believe in the afterlife. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. believe in something after and that there's a right. Reckoning. So if you don't believe if that, you don't, why not then... just live deliciously? You know what I mean? live yeah. deliciously it's 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 an alluring concept can i can i i've always this is always something i've thought of because like it always amused me so you going off of alex's premise of like well if you don't believe in anything of course you're gonna sign the book but like if the devil appeared before me and was like hey sign my book what do you think he looks like oh uh def- whatever you want him the to. devil looks a oh, little bit like answer. mike i think i would go yeah i probably <laughs> yeah, would like i would go him. not as i've not got as that perfectly coiffed hair a <laughs> trimmed <laughs> beard but like the devil shows up and it's amiibos. like sign my book Ooh, amiibos in my mind the first thing i'm thinking is oh well if the devil exists then clearly there must be like i would put i'd be like no nah, bitch because now I know. Now I have definitive proof, right? Wouldn't I then? Uh-huh, now I trick you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't I then now be like, I, well, I don't now, even have to beat you in a fiddling match. Yeah. Now I already, <laughs> I believe so much now because I have definitive proof. There. Yeah, I guess that's my flip side to that. I'd be like, well, now I believe. Well, not you convinced me. I'd be, I'd be that guy at the end of my life going up to Satan and be like, actually, Satan, I didn't get exactly what I thought I was going to get. So, it seems to be more like I definitely don't think it works that way. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> well, it, it, it's interesting what Jesse said because once once the devil walks up to you and, and tempts you, uh, you know, uh, you know, so you have a perfect knowledge that the evil side exists. So then you kind of have a knowledge that the the good side exists. Right. And in uh, in the. Uh, in my religion that I practice, we uh, we have this uh, principle that really the only people who go to hell are people who have a perfect knowledge of the love of Jesus, but reject it anyway. So full on 100% rebellion against what they know to be true and, and That's righteous. That's pretty forgiving. And, and instead... Yeah. Right, and for everyone else, there's there's always an opportunity to repent, but it's called blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. I'm sure it's that phrase is in other religions, sure. and that is, and people who do that are totally unforgiven, and there is no hope for them because they don't want to be saved. So I can't speak for Thomason at the end of the witch. I think she was, I think it was her way out, and that was kind of the um, the message at the end. And maybe a reason why uh, the movie was so heavily endorsed by the Church of Satan, or it was just a publicity stunt. And they just said it sure. was, but um, <laughs> also I totally get possible. it. I totally yeah. get it's it. also very possible <laughs> that because it goes in line with this uh, this uh, idea of escaping the the bourgeois, mundane, restrictive, uh, often seen as restrictive, uh, and. Uh, steeped in hatred and mistrust uh, theology of Christianity or, or any organized religion, you know? Um, well, I, th- and, I think uh, that's, I think that's a key that we should definitely focus on as well is there's like spirituality and organized religion. And, there, and there's like, I feel like that's two different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of organized religion is based on like the dudes in power, keeping that power over like the most people possible. And that's keeping the tradition pure and unchanged right. because that's their church. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and yeah. it, and it's one of those things where it's like you can still believe in things and still be against the like hierarchical system of whatever you believe in and be like, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's a huge uh, huge rejection of organized religion in in the Christian world. Yeah. It, it we talked about other religions like man I did some research like um, uh, exorcism in Islam and exorcism in, in Judaism like the Dybbuk and the Jinn uh, that's that stuff's off the off the wall yeah. man they need to do stuff about that uh, I hope it doesn't maybe it'll offend people maybe it won't but like I, I would really like to see uh, maybe a game or a movie about um, Jewish spiritual warfare or, or, or Muslim. Yeah, the exorcists, Christian the Christian know. bad guys have been getting the the spotlight for too long. Yeah. Oh, it's wild <laughs> in other religions and other in other this parts of the world. Crazy shit I, I, but, and, and like like Thai and Cambodian and Indonesian. That's what I was just about to say. Horror. That is actually oh picking gosh. up the games industry yes. uh in yeah. in uh like South Asia right now. It's like crazy. We, we played uh, some game. Yeah, we played that? some game with some crazy ass, like scary, huge. There, there's a there's a few that I can remember. Most of them have to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one where it's a point and click, but it's a scary game where you're in a school. Detention, detention, detention. Yeah, detention. Oh, detention. That was a big one last year. Yeah, detention's one. We just played one recently where dread, dread out. Yes, dread out with the with the camera phone. Is that the one? Yeah, and then yeah, it's sort of like Fatal Frame, which is a great game. Absolutely, it's sort of like Fatal Frame, but what was the one with the big monster that was? Like that's what I'm saying. We just played one yeah. where you're a young man who was looking into. He was like in a biker game, Malaysia, or Indonesia. Some I can't remember what kind of yeah. mythology, but it was really crazy, and it takes place in a school as well, and it has to do with the fact that that a girl was trying to make someone fall in love with her. Yeah, or maybe it's vice versa. Hmm. I don't remember. You keep but traveling it's very back and forth between locations. That was a cool game. Yeah, that was a very cool game, and I love that 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 we're getting more unique uh, horror games that give us more unique adventures and stories than just like the father killed the, the father killed everyone, and this is yeah. he's dealing with his grief now. Like that's one of the biggest tropes in video gaming as of late, and it drives oh, me crazy. Gosh. You know, you know what video game horror trope I hate is where it's something that's supposed to be supernatural, but it's actually just like a gas leak or like we made the wall ah. rider. It's like, gosh, Outlast, Outlast 1 started out so strong and then they made up this thing called the wall rider, yes. which is like nano machine, Sci-fi son. nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it's like dark energy nano machine, well, that's, son. That's, it's, it's the Star Warsing of stuff where it's like the force was Star just Wars. the way it was. Oh, and then they were like, oh, yeah. chlorians. There's a rational, like giving a rational explanation. If if you give a rational explanation for some for the the main spook in a horror piece of horror media, it must be scary. The truth must be scarier than what you thought it was. Right. Yeah. And that's very hard to do when you're like, oh, there was a gas leak and everyone was freaking out, or Oops. oh, uh, this person's insane. It was and it was a dream the whole time, or oh, like it was some sort of experiment. It's the same thing I, with the the end of of, of uh, Outlast Two when you win the reveal of like oh, oh you're I just a town ending. on the outskirt of of no I I will the... say the one I do like that if they do the reverse I reverse the ending where it's like oh. it's it's they wake up it's a dream and then cut to like the old creepy man from earlier outside the window like it wasn't a dream <laughs> after all <laughs> I actually enjoy that tremendously I don't know why. Yeah, if if you don't if you have to make a definitive explanation, like if a scientist has to come up in the end, adjust his glassic and glasses and be like, Well, it seems that this is what happens, that the truth has to be scarier than what you thought. Otherwise keep the ending ambiguous like like Blair Witch. Like we don't know what happened to those kids. Right. But we had a a great time watching one of their misfortunes. Absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So, <sighs> well, this has been a good discussion. This I feel like we weird. opened a I've, lot of doors I've had a lot for, of a lot for anybody listening to like go Google like one of many things. There's there's a lot of just just religious horror in general is uh, this is kind of a great thing to dive into. That's kind of what I honestly like if we talk about Outlast too. Like that's kind of what I wish the route that they went down. They kind of stuck with that kind of schoolboy Christian schoolboy you know trauma aspect and stuck with oh, that. But yeah, the thing with the priest, I thought that part was effective. I I love yeah, that. Part. I just wish the whole game was like that. I, was I, that whole that's part. what I said as well. I really I, wanted to to be like Resident Evil Four, where you you really explored the the cult aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like the big the big fat guy who was like the the self proclaimed self-proclaimed prophet right. or, or leader or whatever uh, you see him like once and then but he he doesn't really threaten you like sure no. he's got your wife uh he's pretty whatever, gross and, yeah and he's yeah. gross and disgusting um but you don't i think you even meet him at the end and he's like well son yeah it's the end of the road for me <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's it's pretty and then much you chew the cud with him until everyone dies and i was like man uh, I kind of I really like Resident Evil Seven. There's this weird moment towards the end of it where uh, you get kind of sucked into this dream zone, and one of the antagonists sits has a man to man chat with you, and he's like, "Hey, I'm just really sorry for everything that's happened. Like, we're not killers. Uh, we were just we were just wrong kind of place in the wrong time. By this yeah. thing. Yeah, that's a fantastic wrong place at the wrong time. And that place was that was great. And then when you when you figure out who the big baddie is and who yeah. it has been the whole time. I was like, "Oh man!" And then can I? And then the can I tell okay, you? Chris Redfield. Shows it sucks up being and... in Scary Game Squad because there are four people working with four minds all at the same time. There's not well, a game we haven't figured out like the first like five every minutes. Every game, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it really <laughs> like, we, well, the worst part. Well, I guess it was fun for us because then when it was revealed at the end of that, we were like, "Oh, we do it!" You know what? But no, we didn't predict faith. You're absolutely right. That's one uh, thing we didn't predict. There's nothing to predict, though. Like, I, I don't think even if he sicked Matt Pat on it, he wouldn't be able to find a, a yes. A sound no, don't. No, he would. He would create a theory. I was like, you don't He'd throw make out a theory the world, up. Man. He'd find one for you. Oh man, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first and second Five Nights at Freddy's. I, uh, I think the fan base kind of ruined it, unfortunately. But it happens as the, as they all do. Um, but. I really, I really respect and enjoy the first couple of games that Scott Crossan did, and but the theories that Matt Pat did for those games were, I liked those videos. Did you know? Well, I'm kidding. That I wrote those videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're kidding! I was the guy who decided what Five Nights at Freddy's was about for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! I'm talking to a historical figure. Oh man, here. yeah, it's, it's huge, man. I wish I could talk to Scott Cawthon once, where it wasn't a weird like man, like. Sherlock Holmes Moriarty situation. Uh, yeah, I would really love to have a man per- person to person chat with him. Uh, same with the guy who did Baldi's Basics, although Baldi's Basics is a little more discernible. But uh, FNAF, I think, got a little too big for its own good. I mean, no disrespect to Scott Crawford, like I, I can't speak to him as a. It Peter, ran away. Though. It ran away from him. The the the. the g- it ran away from him, I, and a lot of it had to do with the fan base, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and now we've got merchandise. Like I, I was at church, a movie uh, coming. I was at church recently, and a kid was playing with a uh, Freddy Fazbear plushie. <laughs> I was like, I don't think your parents know what you're doing. That, that's like if, if your <laughs> no. parents knew that that was like a uh, a serial killer who stuffed a child's dead body into a metal animatronic, and, and somehow the child's spirit started moving the animatronic around to kill people and get revenge. 
uh, on the night guard of this p- evil yeah. pizza place that has this government conspiracy behind it. I don't think they would buy them that plush. <laughs> it's true, but you know what is interesting is that Scott Cawthon is another like uh, game designer who wears his faith on his sleeve, and it. He, he used to make Christian games, but I don't know if he's actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, he. If he's actually he goes religious, into it. Uh, he he decided that uh, he decided that he wanted to try and make something outside of his wheelhouse, and he got Five Nights at Freddy's, and you know there hasn't been many interviews with him in more recent years because he's become very very wealthy, Obscure. yeah, very very wealthy Thomas Pinchonian <laughs> uh, type guy. But uh, you know, it, I, I think at some point, I I don't think that it, his faith comes into the game very much, but. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, need I, to. I would be very surprised right. if it did. There's so much to explore. I, I have no problem if someone wants to have a, an overtly political or social or religious message tied to their art, then then do it. That's what art's for is for expression. Sure. But I don't think I I don't need I neither feel the need to verify nor be verified in my my own. And that's the way we system. should all think. I think. <laughs> um, I agree. Uh, well, Erdorf, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Man. This, this was, was a ride, a, man. We went some we pleasure. went some surprising places for the old Chiluminati. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad that. I didn't totally ruin it. No, <laughs> no God, no, not at all. Um, for once again, uh, if people want to grab your game, they can do so at uh, it's uh, airdorf.games.itch.io. Is that what it was? I'll, it, I'll have the link in the below, but you, you yeah. say it out loud for for the people. Yeah, you, you just Google faith horror game, and it's it's like the first thing that pops up. Yeah, it's really it's good, a great guys. Game. For real. You really should play it. You really oh, absolutely shucks. should play it. It's great. <laughs> um, but we will uh, we will round out uh, this by saying thank you, Erdorf. Uh, we appreciate your company and talking about faith and uh, the satanic panic of the 80s and all the weird shit that surrounds it. Uh, we will be back as a podcast. The next episode will be the Reddit story episode. Yes. I don't know oh, what gross. that means. What does <laughs> yeah. that mean? The, we're going to be grabbing stories off of the Chiluminati subreddit. Oh, I thought you meant who... there was like a terrible dark secret to Reddit, the concept itself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they, oh, I'm sure there's what? a conspiracy theory for number, Reddit and the New World number, Order probably controls. Number 15, haunted Reddit story. <laughs> His voice. I know that voice you're doing. I know <laughs> that voice you're doing. Post. If you want to know what I look like in real life, go to my, go Instagram. To my Instagram. Is that you? <laughs> Hold on. Is that you? Dude, it, did you hear? Did you hear? Um, Oni plays that their their fear episode. They do like a whole like him and Psychic Fellows do this whole riff on chills. It's so good. amazing. That guy has made so much. Money I want to do. Of his voice, I want to do a so conspiracy theory that he's like a telemarketer robot. Like there, there's no way. I am. I am he's secretly just... performing these horrific events. <laughs> you do such a good job at. Like, just I'm dragging not sure out it's right not words. you. I'm gonna be real with you. I think it's you. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> oh, we no. used to do we in in university. We used to do that all the time. Like there's there were like old professors and stuff, and we'd be like number fifteen, ghost of fed of Professor Park. <laughs> it is sad that <laughs> we would no. we would just talk about we. I I I happen to be pretty good at imp- at impersonating and stuff. I, or you're I, just him and you're just trying to hide it. It's like it's a Banksy funny. type situation. <laughs> check out what's funny is that his his rap sounds like a normal person rapping but yeah well, i don't know what his I like don't... newscaster voice is like the weirdest voice what's his deal is monkey encounter <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one. There's, this, there's this twitch streamer named mike panutes and uh he he every uh every donkey kong episode he, he every time he strings a donkey kong game he starts with number 15 monkey encounter <laughs> <laughs> i just but i can't i sometimes i go down the deep dive and like 
watch a bunch of chills videos like for like three that is hours. what happens uh, yeah Man, this is it happens so good. that is what happens uh, it's i did a panel one time at a convention <sighs> which i would love to do again where norm the gaming historian like dipped out of the of the convention like last minute so there was like an open slot like pretty late in the day yeah so i just turned off the lights and got gerard on stage with me and just like watched some of my favorite weird ass videos it was the oh, yeah. it was great <laughs> <laughs> like we should do that <laughs> I'm, i'd be into it let's do it let's make it a thing all right um if you guys wanted to chat with us specifically uh on twitter you can reach all of us on our respective twitters uh at airdorf for airdorf games at jesse cox for jesse at faciane a for alex and at mathis games for myself and of course at chaluminati pod uh, for the podcast itself. As always, as well, big thank you to everybody who hooks up with great reviews. Uh, we crossed 505, we crossed not only 500 reviews on iTunes, but 500 five star reviews Hell on yeah. iTunes, which is awesome. Congrats, thank you guys so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to grab our shirt, you can do so at the at the yeti.com and just search Chaluminati. Uh, oh, man, I got to get there. me a shirt now. Yes, you do. If Go I make it, the- if I make it to GDC and, and there's, I'm in the talks of, I'm in the process of getting a talk uh, approved for GDC, maybe two, hopefully. Uh, if by some weird coincidence it happens, I'm going to totally buy a Chiluminati shirt and like Hell wear it yeah. around. It glows in the dark, yeah. dude. It's I know. It's, un- it's, it's great. A, it's a wonderful shirt. <laughs> it's a wonderful shirt. And if you have stories, if you have a story you want us to read on the podcast next week that you believe actually happened to you and didn't happen to some weird let us know dream, we can put it, it on the subreddit. Let us know we can read it. Let yeah, Je- let Jesse take it apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let Jesse take it I'm apart. More let than us willing. create characters. Um, the, the art that we got, by the way, from that guy on Twitter of Jeff the mongoose and us yeah. three, our heads so with good. the alien. Also, Great. please, so thank if you, you have uh, already posted a story in the past that you want us to maybe read, go back and comment on it as the OP and be like. Hey, this one's cool to read. Like, just if I, I don't know if that yeah, is give it a little bump to you, but please give us permission because we're not trying to put your grandma's yeah. death on blast if that's not what you're down for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that would be very bad. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you again, Airdorf, and we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. See y'all. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>